The following program is being brought to you on the Seventh Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit SeventhWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. As spiritual seekers, we often receive guidance on which path to follow. This might be necessary for some time, but as we move along, we need to trust our heart and become our own guide. Welcome to Nurturing the Spiritual Spelunker in All of Us, a place where we can listen to everyone's heart. Your companion on the journey is Jill Asselin. Come join us now on this path of inner exploration. Here is your host, Jill Asselin. Good afternoon, everyone. This is Jill. Thank you for being here today. Uh, it's a pleasure to be here as well. Uh, just a second ago, I felt a very great, uh, great gratitude for just being here today. Some such a simple thing to be able to um, to be present with you. Um, an interesting sign after a very, um, I would say, a very fruitful week. Um, a lot of things on the path that I will be sharing with you today, a lot of uh, inner exploration, inner discovery, and that's what spelunking is all about. That's what I wish for you as well. If you're listening today, if you're attentively listening today, I think there's, uh, there's something within you that is calling for this kind of uh, inner, inner progress, what I call spiritual progress. And I think a lot to do as you know with this um, spiritual progress has a lot that it has a lot to do with opening up our hearts, and uh, and hence the, the title for this week's show: achieving a, a change of heart. We can we can twist that sentence. I wanted to put um, a small dose of of uh, masculine energy in that. In terms of um, the word achieving. Achieving, you know, it's it's about doing. It's about um, it's about action. And yet, a change of heart. What is a change of heart? It's um, it's a much more subtle notion. I mean, it's a it's a turning around of our heart. And uh, maybe something clicks within. Um, maybe it comes all of a sudden, or maybe it's much more progressive. It's a it's a question of realizing something deep down. That are going to change. That is something that is going to change our perspective. Um, again, what comes to mind is the blossoming, the, the the opening of the heart, and what comes out of it—the way the heart is able to express itself to ourselves, but also to the rest of the world. And um, I will be talking a lot about compassion today because it's. Um, it's the desire that uh, expressed itself out of my heart this past week. I mean, that was, um, it's been in the air for a number of years. You know, I practiced Buddhism for 15 years and I was working on these deep layers of whatever was aware in my heart. 
a lot of things that I've accumulated over the years in this present life, but possibly also over many other lifetimes. And the work I was doing by then is much more like chipping, you know, chipping at whatever needs to be cleared, whatever needs to be cleansed. It's a very long, um, long effort. But I think there comes a time when, uh, when we feel like we can, we can move on to a different stage in our lives. You know, the dirt or the debris are being removed, are being cleansed. cleansed. And uh, it's more or less the same with veils, things we couldn't see um, a few years back. Now we're able to see it. And I was thinking in terms of, because this week's experience that I'm going to get into is about, is about negative thoughts. It's about harboring negative thoughts. And uh, I could tell that I'm doing this on a regular basis, you know, no more, no less than anyone else. It's not a question of comparing with anyone else. It's a question of looking within and sensing what's happening and why is it happening. And it's, um, it's an inner process. I guess it's an inner search. It's all about spelunking and questioning. Spelunking is about going down and, and, and questioning is about digging, if you want, or chipping, like I was using that word before. And so the weekend especially was pretty, um, pretty eventful, pretty emotional, something to do with a family gathering next year outside the U.S. I don't want to, miss, to say much about the event itself. It's going to place, it's going to take place sometime next year. It doesn't, the event itself is, um, it's not what matters. It's what matters is the reaction, my mind's reaction or my, my ego reaction to that, which wasn't very positive and which was, um, you know, which brought a kind of a, some, uh, irritation, which is again, not new, but, um, Possibly after all these years of, of training, of, of, of exercising my reflective abilities, I thought maybe it's time to take it into a new direction. And I was fairly conscious about the kind of messages that my mind was sending me. And um, in a sense, I honored, I honored those messages too because it's... Uh, the mind gives you signs of where you are on the path. So the mind is not to be ignored. The, the mind is not to be despised, despite, despite, despised, despite of what the mind is sending you. And all of Saturday, um, I had some, uh, you know, some unpleasant thoughts and, and, and negative emotions about what might happen. You know, how the mind creates scenarios into the scenario, into the future. And the mind is very gifted at creating things that are very unpleasant, even though in 95% of the case, uh, these things won't take place. And when comes the time of the event, things are going fairly smoothly. But what really, you know, takes place is all the trick, all the, all the delusion coming from the mind. And it's there for a purpose, a purpose I feel, uh, I feel grateful about. It's all about, again, training our mind. And by the time that Saturday, my, Saturday night came, I was you know, a bit less into those thoughts. I was able to control them to some extent. 
And um, in the evening, I sat down in front of my altar and I, I tried to, I sent, you know, conscious desire to transmute those thoughts uh, into something more positive. And because that thoughts are coming from, uh, I mean, the event is taking place around people, there were negative thoughts generated about these people. And my goal was to turn these, um, these thoughts around and to generate you know, positive thoughts about, about the people. And you can call it whatever you want. It could be compassion. It could be uh, you know, trying to understand where these people are coming from and why there would be uh, irritation around uh, what they want to do. And I'm not saying that um, I really scored on what I call uh, an inner victory that, that night, even though the messages were less uh, potent uh, on Sunday. But I could tell there was still something lingering. It wasn't so much part of my immediate consciousness, but it was there. And every time I would go back to this you know, event in the future, it would bring about uh, something unpleasant. And, and there was nothing surprising, but I guess I noticed um, a decrease in the intensity of those thoughts, in, in intensity of these uh, negative emotions. And that was fine. I mean, it wasn't going to be solved anytime soon. And um, there's always, you know, things can happen. So there's always a lot of space for things to happen before the event uh, takes place. And then I went on um, all of a Sunday and then Monday as well, um, not paying as much attention to, to, this, um, to these thoughts. They were, again, part in the background. And something very interesting happened on Monday night. I had taken a short nap in the afternoon, and I thought um, I would have difficulty falling asleep uh, at night, Monday night. And I did. Um, but I could tell um, my mind was spinning. Not, not anything especially negative then, but much more like... Um, the kind of activity or, or message I get when I need to be up. Uh, the week before was uh, waking up at 1 a.m. To, to collect, to harvest uh, the messages for last week's show, which I was very grateful about. A lot of things are, are pumping up, in a sense, are happening within. And this time was somewhat different. It was almost 2 a.m. in the morning, uh, Tuesday, and um, it's like I couldn't put my mind to rest. It was working not especially in a negative direction, but in, a, in, a, in an active direction. And I went down and I started turning on my phone and, and checking the internet and Facebook. And I was able to connect with two people one was talking about the energies of these um, until December 18th. Um, her name is Ania. I was able to connect with her the next day, but she was talking about the energies of the time, especially this window of time uh, for 11 days until uh, December 18th. And she was saying in a post, it was a post, uh, that it was a very good time for uh, what she called a pineal gland activation, you know, something that has to do with your brain, with the seat of your 
of your third eye, with the seed of many of your consciousness, that's where a deeper level of consciousness are being uh, are being brought up, are being um, harnessed in a sense. And it was a very um, a very pleasant post, and I responded very um, just saying some nice things about it. And um, the other one was with my friend Altair. And uh, he lives in Japan. You know, he came on to the show in July or even June, I think. And uh, we had four um, very interesting shows when he shared much about his life, his current life and also his past lives. And he's very close to the person he calls the Divine Mother, Kuan Yin. And I think he, he talked at great length about his connection with Divine Mother and things coming out of his heart, even his hands, because of the devotion that he's um, offering to the Divine Mother. And we had a short discussion at the time, this Tuesday morning, and it reminded me that every one of us uh, has a pearl. The Divine Mother drops a pearl in our heart, except that in most cases, we are not aware of that pearl. We are not aware of the, the treasure, the gift within, which I knew long, long ago that, you know, that's where the seed of love is, the heart, the spiritual heart. And that's where so many beautiful emotions can come out, including compassion, compassion for those around you. And, and I knew that what I needed to master, what I needed to express out of my heart especially those people involved in the, in the event of next year, was compassion because of what goes on in their lives. I'm looking only at the surface. Uh, when I react with negative emotions, I'm only, react, I'm only looking at the surface, um, surface thing. I'm not looking at what comes or what drives those people in their lives, the amount of suffering, conscious or not something I may be in a better position than them to, to see. And so, my friend Altai um, made me realize one more time that, you know, the heart, the path to the heart is the real path. And it's the path we need to follow. It's, um, it's a joyous, uh, it's a joyous path. And uh, he suggested that I would do 10 minutes of listening to the pyramid sounds. It's something that he offered, different kind of sounds coming, I believe, from uh, some of them from him, but some of them also from a, a healer in England called Tareth. And he offered to share those sounds um, back in July or back in June. In June, I think, May and June when he came. But we never had a chance to play those sounds live during the show. And that's what I would like to do in the next segment to offer some time to listen to the sounds. They're obviously triggering something within us, uh, something on a much deeper level, something into the heart, something which, I've made, something which may have to do with the opening of the heart. And he also asked me to after I listened to the sounds for about 10 minutes, 
he asked me to look at a, some sort of a sacred text, something that would appeal to me, and then meditate for another 10 minutes about, about whatever comes into my consciousness because of the listening to the sounds and because of the text. And I've been going into the Bhagavad Gita, um, Bhagavad Gita, sorry. This week I've been going into some Buddhist teachings. And more recently this morning, because of the, the journey that I've been taking since uh, Tuesday morning, this journey of listening to the sounds of meditation, I've been talking a more, a more conscious journey into the, the path of compassion, which is a path I lighted in Buddhism. And I got a very beautiful quote this morning from uh, one of those Tibetan masters that I will also be sharing with you today. But in the end, you know, what I feel grateful is, is um, I feel grateful about those people that push our hot buttons in a sense. And because of what they are doing, uh, they are generating you know, irritations or, or anger or very negative feelings in us. But we have to realize that it's a great service that they are doing to us. We have those people in our environment who wouldn't be made aware of what is it that we need to change or what is it that we need to collect on the path. It is really a blessing that we have these people in our lives. The question and the perspective is, you know, how do we welcome those people? Do we welcome them with irritation and anger because of the surface emotions that we feel? Or do we try to go a little deeper into the cave of our heart and see the offerings that they are bringing to us? So this is part of the journey that I've done this week. And since I started this um, meditational track, in a sense, since Tuesday morning, my thoughts about my thoughts, my emotions about the people involved in the event that I was describing, I've turned around. I'm not at the point where I can feel true compassion for them. But yet, they have disappeared in terms of, of you know, messages coming from uh, an unhappy mind. And it's, it's uh, what I would call an achieving a change of heart, but also achieving an inner revolution, uh, turning around. Instead of being you know, plagued by negative emotions and acting from that place and doing or saying things that we would regret, that we, we would regret later, instead we, we accept the gift. We look at the gift at what is coming to us. We take it into our heart. And then we transmute it. And we send back out whatever we need to send back out. Love, light, compassion, harmony, peace. What the world needs. What the people I have in mind need. But also what many people all over the world need. You know, the world is going through a lot of chaos for a good um, for a good sake and um, I will say some more about this process when I come back 
but I would like also to for us to to listen to this meditation. It's a, it's a very short pyramid sounds meditation. It may not do anything to you, or it may. It may not do anything to you in the in the moment, but it may further down the road. And if you're interested, and if you'd like to receive a copy of the sounds, uh, please email me. Email me at seeking at nurturingthegift.org. I repeat the email, seeking at nurturingthegift.org. This is just an email at the moment. This is not a website. But um, this is the email connected to the show. So please, uh, please be inspired. And please uh, communicate if your heart feels like it. Thank you. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Now there's a new destination for video content. VoiceAmerica.tv. Just like our radio channels and so much more. Voice America Variety, Health and Wellness, Business, Sports, Green Talk, Power Up Motorsports, and 7th Wave Network now have their own video channel components. Plus, check out exclusive programming, including movies, music, educational courses, science and history, current events, and short features. High-definition, premier-quality programs available 24-7. VoiceAmerica.tv. If you think you've seen online TV like this before, let us support. These days, everyone is looking for information on staying young, healthy, and fit. The Voice America Health and Wellness Network is here to help you on your quest to better health and a better you. We talk about everything from diet, fitness, and aging to substance abuse, personal growth, mental health, and much more. Learn from our experts who cover health and wellness from traditional and holistic perspectives. Tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Healthy living starts here. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You are listening to Nurturing the Spiritual Spelunker in All of Us with Jill Asselin. To reach the program, call in to 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to seeking at nurturingthegift.org. Now, back to the program. Hello again, this is Jill. Thank you very much for listening and being here today. I truly appreciate I was talking earlier on about um, this change of heart, this path of compassion that I've been uh, on for the past few days, thanks to those people who triggered me, or who triggered some emotions within my mind. And also I mentioned my connection with um, my friend, our friend Altair, on, uh, in the wee hours of Tuesday. And I would like to offer in the next few minutes... Um, uh, an excerpt of the pyramid sounds that uh, you mentioned back in May. And they will be playing for, for about six minutes. So please uh, feel yourself comfortable. 
try to empty your mind as much as you can. Try to, you know, make things quiet around you. And we will be listening to those sounds for about six minutes. And then after that, I, will take a, I would like to take a short moment of silence, uh, which may be needed for integrating what happened, if anything. Again, don't expect anything grand to pop out. It may or it may not. It's not the purpose. The purpose is to quiet our souls, in a sense, and to go into the heart. So, let's play those sounds, please.
Thank you. Let's take a short moment of silence and integration. Thank you very much for listening, for being here today and always. It feels a bit strange to be speaking after those sounds. Usually when I play them in the morning or in the evening, I remain quiet for a much longer period of time. I don't exactly know what these sounds are doing. My rational mind would like to tell me that they are doing something positive, and I'm sure they are. Possibly creating a, a pathway into the heart, a pathway into the seat of love, so that eventually love can gush out of a heart and illuminate the rest of the world. There is so much power in the human heart. So much beauty. So much peace. It is something we need to immerse ourselves in. And I would invite you to do it as often as you can. Again, I'm not here to tell you what kind of meditation, what kind of tools to use. I'm just saying that these sounds, these pyramid sounds, can be made available to you if you're interested. Just uh, email me again. What comes to mind is that there's many pathways down to the heart. There's many, many traditions that offer you this way to get into the heart, this way to commune with the divine. That's what it's all about. With God, if you want, with However you call, whatever you call this entity with his, which is within us and without us. And I usually get a, some sort of a physiological response when I do that. For a short period of time during those few minutes that the sounds play, I had a bit of a, a tickling at the base of my neck to the left. And um, that is it. I can't tell what this tickling is all about. 
but um, I can tell that something is at work. And sometimes it's it's helpful to get some uh, you know physical physiological sign a response that that says that you know something is being activated, and it could be a change of heart. It could be a change of heart on a small scale that will manifest eventually in a universal change of heart. I think what really matters in all of this is the intention that we put forth. The intention that to reach out to the heart, the intention to spelunk, the intention in the end to make this world a better place, a more a safer place, a more harmonious place. And as you know, and as I've been saying quite a few times, it starts within. There's no other path but the path within that eventually finds its way out. I had a, a beautiful example, what I call, I would call an inner victory manifesting in the out, in the without this morning at breakfast, just while talking with my wife. The quality of the conversation was different. And what she shared, it's something we haven't shared for quite some time. And I can tell that what I've been offering in my immediate environment to my family, to my neighbors, or possibly to the school where our son goes, is of a different quality. That's all I can say. But the universe tends to be very generous with its feedback being, you know, drastic feedback, a kick in the pants, if need be, or be it more gentle feedback, you know, something opening up. And usually, that's also what I learned in Buddhism when I was practicing that mantra, Namyo Renge Kyo, is that what comes back to us has to do with the beauty, the resilience, the peace that we put in front of us and that we offer to the rest of the world. And um, this is all I have to say. I've been saying this for a while too, but you have to try out for yourself. There's no other way. Nobody can do it for us. This is our way in and this is our way out for us and for the rest of the world. So please indulge. Indulge of, into whatever feels good and worthy. Thinking about so many different ways that we can offer compassion to the world. I will be saying a bit more about compassion and the, the, the pearls. I was thinking about the pearl the pearl in the heart, the pearl in our hearts, 
that the Divine Mother has dropped, unbeknownst, unbeknownst to us. And I've seen, I've heard stories, Hindu stories about the same, you know, the same kind of gift that our inner consciousness is hidden in the recesses of our heart. And that's the place where we have to look. So please keep looking. Thank you. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. The latest business information is made simple with the Voice America Business Network. The professionals in the business world bring you live talk radio shows featuring an array of business topics, strategies for building wealth, sales and marketing, stock trading, investing, and business technology. Voice America business hosts are professionals in their fields and bring to the airwaves weekly business discussions that offer up-to-date information, advice, and education. The Voice America Business Network. The bottom line in business talk. Could you be the next legendary leader? That question hinges on your courage and willingness to change. Join Maria Danley every week for Legendary Leaders, answering the higher calling. Be inspired by stories and legend and listen to legendary guests along with live channeling to help you answer your higher calling and become the legendary leader you are destined to be. The world is waiting for you. Step up and join the wave. Tune in every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America 7th Wave channel. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. are listening to Nurturing the Spiritual Spelunker in All of Us with Giel Asselin. To reach the program, call in to 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to seeking at nurturingthegift.org. Now, back to the program. Hello again, this is Jill. Thank you very much for listening to this uh, sound meditation and a few words um, I had to say. I just got a, a piece of delightful feedback. I get little feedback about what goes on in the show, but during the break, someone uh, sent me an SMS and uh, she said she was listening with a grandson. And once the grandson heard the sounds, he turned off his iPad and he started, you know, listening to the sounds and, and feeling relaxed and receptive. And uh, that's what those sounds and so many other things can do to us and for us. They can put us on, a, put us on, a, on the path, on the path that goes within and that turns our attention off the screen of our iPads, the iPads of our lives, of our external life. 
the iPads or the screens of our busyness. And it's fine. I mean, we need some of that, especially at this time of the year where so many of us are shopping for whatever comes around the 25th or after the 25th. We haven't done much uh, of that shopping yet. And we're not planning to do tons of this. But it's good to reflect, you know, in our meditation time about this time of the year, which is also a time of giving, which is also a time of, of compassion and offering to the world what the world needs. It doesn't have to be something grand. It doesn't have to be large sums of money. In the first place, it has to be thoughts, thinking about those people that may not, may not have as much as we have. You know, there's many places where they collect toys, new toys. There's one at our school. There was also one last Friday. We went to our local uh, Light the Christmas Tree event at the City Hall. And there was a, a toy for tots, a box. We were not ready yet, so we didn't have anything to give. But there's so many ways we can offer and be thankful for what happened to us during the year and how much, uh, how much spiritual progress we made. It's just that, you know, the world is going to slow down to welcome whatever may want to come and invite itself into the new year. I wanted to go back to this um, topic of compassion. And one of the signs also I received on Monday very congruent with what I was going for the weekend and reflecting on what I would call, you know, these levels of inner violence, talking about the thoughts that were intruding in my mind or coming from my mind and that were creating irritation within me. And the daily thought I received on Monday, this past Monday, December 7, from Master Joao, it said, as I release all inner levels of violence, may all Earth's beings be spared further violence. And it's exactly what I was saying, that, you know, within the heart, there is so much peace, so much beauty, so much well-doing or well-intention to offer that we are, if we are able in the first place to take care of that violence and to honor it for what it is, not to be ashamed of it, not to be guilty of it, we're all functioning along the same, along the same mode in a sense. We are all receiving influx from the mind that are taking us away, our path. And what is very important in this case is to build and to work on our awareness of what these thoughts, the hidden side of those thoughts can offer us to make, again, the world a better place. And as, prepared for the sh as I prepared for the show these past two days, uh, a story came back to mind. A story that, was, that I heard from the Dalai Lama. 
and I was checking on the internet this. I know the story. I'm going to tell it to you in a minute. I think I mentioned it in a previous show. But I was, you know, doing a search on Google this morning in relation to that story, and that came up. It came up, and what came up? The title of the excerpt that I got was "What is Real Compassion?" And that's exactly why I was, or why I was this morning, why I am now. I will also read to you the quote uh, that I got. I think I will start with that. The quote that I got this morning after doing my or listening to my sound meditation. I was thinking again about the, the pearl that we have in our hearts, which is hidden deep within, till we make the effort to dig it out. And that's the purpose again of our meditation, of our going in of our spelunking. And this morning, after the listening to the sounds, I thought I needed to read, um, come across something that dealt with compassion, true compassion. And I found an excerpt among some Buddhist quotes about compassion from a, a master called Dilgo Kiense Rinpoche. And it's an excerpt um, about trainings in compassion. And there's about three paragraphs. And it really hit the nail. Because in the first place, it was talking about the people right near us, the people in our home. And these are the very people that are bringing, in my case, are bringing me messages. Messages that I'm here to honor. Messages that I'm here to turn around and look at their own suffering, providing they bring suffering to the world, and send them back compassion, trying to understand. I've had that thought before as part of my training, you know. What is it that their inner child is asking? Is asking for help. Something within is, is crying, in a sense. But when we turn the message around, that's how we can look at it. That's why we can think about, you know, when someone does something to hurt someone else. We have to have the, the compassion to look into the act of the person and try to understand where it's coming from and then send light, love to the person in a way that can be integrated. So that's what the excerpt from Dilgyo Kiense Rinpoche says. The practice of compassion begins at home. We have, our, we have our parents, our spouses, our children, and our brothers and sisters who perhaps irritate us the most. And we begin our practice of loving kindness and compassion with them. Then gradually, we extend our compassion out into our greater community, our country, neighboring countries, the world, and finally, to all sentient beings equally, without exception. Extending compassion in this way makes it evident that it is not very easy to instantly have compassion for all sentient beings. Theoretically, it may be comfortable to have compassion for all sentient beings. But for our practice, excuse me, we realize that all sentient beings is a collection of individuals 
when we actually try to generate compassion for each and every individual, it becomes much more challenging. But if we cannot work with one individual, then how can we work with all sentient beings? Therefore, it is important for us to reflect more practically, to work with compassion for individuals, and then extend that compassion further. So it works from within to one or two individuals up to the rest of the world. Again, it takes practice. It takes, um, it takes vigilance. That's the word that just came to mind so we don't get sidetracked by those tricky thoughts that could take us down the path and not so much up the path. And that's why we need to be always very on the alert. Be ready to spelunk, to do some more spelunking and see what these messages bring. The beauty they bring once we're able to turn them around. The beauty and possibly the suffering that they bring along. And going back to the, the piece that I just found on the internet uh, while doing the research, what is real compassion? It's a post that is about five years old, five and a half years old. I'm just going to read um, the first paragraphs and they'll tell you the story about the Dalai Lama. It says, do we have real compassion? I've had several ha-ha moments this week about real compassion. I'm not talking about the kind of compassion that we show to the sick and the poor or those who are hurting. I would assert that many have seen and felt a deep level of compassion for the victims of the recent earthquake in Haiti. While this type of compassion is important and help us, help all of us humans to connect, I'm talking about a compassion that goes much deeper than this. What about compassion for those that it is easier to turn our backs on, the ones who rub and hurt us. What about compassion for them? And that's exactly what I was talking about. The people who send messages to us that you would think are irritating. At first sight, our mind tells us that it's important to strike back, when in the end, the message might be a request for help. And here is the story about the Dalai Lama. At some point, a woman was visiting, a Western woman was visiting, and they were out in the streets. And they saw a man viciously beating a dog for whatever reason, for no reason apparently. He was just beating the dog for the sake of beating the dog. And most people would feel very sorry for for the dog, because of the suffering that he was going through, the physical suffering. But so few of us would think about suffering coming from the man. Why is this man in this state of you know, inflicting physical suffering onto someone else? What is it driving him to do this? 
And it's, it's a much deeper level of compassion that we need to, to train ourselves to. It doesn't come to us at first sight. It's much more a question again of looking at what happens and trying to take a different perspective. Why this man, you know, acting out like this? Why is his heart veiled to the point that it can inflict pain on another sentient beings? There must be a reason down there, even though we're not connected directly to the man, to the human being. We can understand with our heart that there's something at work, something that creates pain within in the first place. That may go back, it may go, this may go back to his childhood. We don't know. It's not a question of us finding out, you know, what goes on. The point is really for us to, to reach out to this person within and send him or her what the person needs. So that's the kind of practice I would encourage you to do, even though I keep saying that I'm not here to tell you what to do. But the more we do that, the better the world will be. The better, the more harmonious, and the more peaceful. So thank you very much for the bottom, from the bottom of my heart for what you're doing in order to make this place, this world, a better place. Thank you. Thank you for joining us on Nurturing the Spiritual Spelunker in All of Us. Your personal journey, assisted by your guide and companion, Giel Asselin, will continue next Thursday at 12 noon Pacific Time and 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Be sure to tune in again. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. 